Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Well, for two weeks now, we have been moving through a passage uh, in the Gospel of Luke. It is referred to as Jesus' Sermon on the Level or Jesus' Sermon on the Plain, not to be confused with his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. Uh, we find this sermon in Luke chapter 6, verses 17 through 49. And, and again, it's called the Sermon on the Plain or the Sermon on the Level simply because uh, it, the Luke is clear that this sermon began, begun to be uh, preached after Jesus came down off a mountain where he had spent all night praying and looking to the Father for wisdom as it related to the choosing of 12 apostles from the many disciples who would be part of his inner circle and training program. As we've been looking at this sermon, we find that there are several topics that are being addressed in the message, um, but all of the topics fit under the umbrella of discipleship. He's talking about that. No matter what he's talking about, he's talking about being a disciple of his. And so far, here's what we've seen. He's talked a little bit about salvation. He talked a little bit about who gets in and who gets left out of the kingdom of God. And as we looked at his words there, we found that there is uh, at the heart of that, this idea of repentance, turning from what you know and what you have been to him and focusing on him. Last week, we saw as he talked about discipleship, specifically what it looks like to walk after him, to follow after him. And we found that a key word in that part was the word love. Remember the agape love of God. Well, today we continue in this message and we find him offering directions for disciples or instruction for disciples. And he talks about two key things here today that I'm going to bring out to you. He talks about kingdom living. What is it like to live as a citizen of the kingdom of God. And he also touches on this idea of, uh, of the danger of false teachers. And I hope that as we go through this, that you will find some wonderful things for yourself that will help you to have direction and instruction as you seek to follow Jesus yourself. As we do each week, let's read through the passage and then we'll unpack it. We're looking at Luke chapter 6 verses 37 through 45. Jesus said, Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. He said, can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. And why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck Uh, that is in your eye. Let me take out the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye. You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck 
out the speck that is in your brother's eye. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Verses 37 and 38, we're looking at directions for kingdom living. And Jesus does this by giving us two don'ts first, and then he gives us two do's. The don'ts, don't judge, don't condemn. The do's, forgive and give. As we begin to look at these, I find that this first one, don't judge, falls into the category of the top 10 most misunderstood, misquoted, and misapplied passages in Scripture. Hopefully after today, we won't be guilty of that. First, don't judge. Understand that it is not, it is not a prohibition against calling out sin as sin. It is, however, a prohibition related to passing final judgment on the person committing the sin. There is a difference. Adultery is sin. Lying is sin. Murder is sin. Okay? I can judge these actions as sinful violations against God because God has already judged them himself as violations against himself and he has put it in writing so that the entire world can know exactly what he has said about those things. So I can do that. Following his lead, I can judge sinful behavior. What I cannot do, though, is judge the person committing the sin, judging them as worthless or unredeemable or unloved by God or unworthy of receiving the gospel and being transformed by it. I don't have the right to do that. We can judge outward actions of a person as good or bad. But we cannot judge the inward motivation. We cannot judge their value. We cannot judge their redeemability. Only God can do that because only God knows our heart. And two, only God knows his plans for that person. Condemnation. Condemnation follows in the very same vein. Listen to this one carefully or you'll misunderstand I can condemn the act of child abuse, but I cannot condemn the abuser. The right of condemnation, friends, rests with the one who knows the beginning from the end. I don't. The right of condemnation rests with the one who made uh, the grace of forgiveness possible by his own blood. To condemn the person is to stand in the place of God. And if I stand in the place of God to pass judgment that only he holds the right to do, then I commit a blasphemy, making myself out to be the authority when I'm not, he is. And then my judgment of the person becomes a condemnable act in and of itself. 
This leads me then to truth point number one. So if you have a note guide today, you might want to fill this in. Truth point number one says that God has given us the right and obligation to judge and condemn actions that violate his holiness. I condemn child abuse. I judge it as heinous sin. But judgment and condemnation of the person is the exclusive domain of God. And we don't have a right to stand in his shoes. Now, that's the negative side. On the positive side, we find that the disciples of Christ are directed to reflect in their life the nature of their master by being people of forgiveness and generosity. I'm not going to say a whole lot about forgiveness. I'm simply going to point you this morning to the parable that Jesus taught called the unmerciful um, servant. It is found in Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. And I would highly encourage you this afternoon to take a look at that. But just in brief, let me tell you what that parable concludes with. It teaches that just as each of us who are followers of Jesus, as each of us have freely received forgiveness for the incalculable sin debt that we owe him, we are then to freely forgive the modest sin debt that others may owe us. You can't get by with it when you read it. It is a powerful parable, and he can teach it better than me, so we'll just let him do that as you read it. But then there's this thing that he mentions here about giving, about being generous with other people. It's interesting that with the other three points that I've already looked at, the consequence of, of, of doing it or not doing it are just very simply stated. For example, judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Bam, 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 go. Here it is, go. But when it comes to giving, all of a sudden we find Jesus going out of his way. He doesn't just give you a sentence. He gives you way more than a sentence. He goes out of his way to paint a vivid picture of the positive consequences of generosity. And I want us to look at that this morning because it bears considering. He did give us that quick one-liner after saying uh, that we are to give. And he says, "Eh, give and it will be given to you. But he goes beyond that by telling us how it will be given to us as we reflect his giving nature to those around us. And the way that Jesus describes how we will be blessed falls under the category of what was commonly understood in the day as to how they would pack grain into a bag when a consumer went down to the feed store or the seed store to get seed for planting. And, and here's what he says, that it will be given to you first, good measure. Now, back in the day, when you would go with your bag to get seed, the first thing they would do is they would fill that bag about three quarters of the way. They wouldn't fill it all the way to the top. And then Jesus says, not only will it be given to you good measure, but it will be given to you pressed down. And that's exactly what they would do. They would take that three quarters and they would grab that bag and they would kind of fold it up and then they would push it down so that it would compact what was in there so that would there be more room in the bag. 
And Jesus says, not only will it be given to you good measure and pressed down, but shaken together. And that's what they did as well. After they compressed the seed, they would shake that bag several times to ensure that what was underneath, that there were no air pockets, that all that grain was fitting together and the person was getting the full measure of everything that they were paying for. And then it says that they would take and fill the bag from that point to overflowing. They would literally fill the bag to the place that there was no more room in that bag to contain any more seed. And subsequently then it would just pour out over the bag. Now that is the vivid picture that Jesus paints when he talks about his disciples developing an attitude and a life action of generosity that he will pour out a blessing toward you. Truth point number two says we cannot outgive God. How many of you believe that this morning? Don't raise your hand, just, just think about it. We can't outgive God. His capacity for generosity is infinite compared to our finite ability to give. As we reflect his generosity toward others, he pours out a blessing to us that is more than we can contain. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.